Welcome to Iconic, where we talk about all things 13th Age. I'm your host, JM, and with me as always are Nick and Mark. Hey. Hello. We've got a great show for you this week. We have a special guest, Ash Law, who has just launched his personal Patreon for 13th Age content, and Ash has been on the show a number of times, and we just wanted to have an episode where we get to talk with him about what he's designing, what he's making, why he went to Patreon. Ash, welcome back to Iconic. Uh, it's great to be back. Uh, yes, I, I launched my Patreon two, three months ago now, two months ago now, since third month. Uh, so yeah, it's um, it's it's been a blast. I uh, so I, I I got started with Patreon because uh, oh you know uh, Escalation magazine. I think you just did an episode on on Escalation. We did. Mm-hmm. So I, I I did some stuff for Escalation. So I did like thirty pages of new cleric domains. Uh, uh, I did this big living dungeons adventure thing, and because why not? And then it occurred to me, hey, I could be getting paid for creating stuff, which is is nice. Um, right. And I, I figured, you know, I'm going to be churning out content anyway because I I always am. It's what I enjoy doing. Uh, so I figured, use Patreon, get it out to a lot of people, and also you know have those people help support me so right. i can i can do that uh more often do that full time we we, we understand uh, that yeah yeah <laughs> so so looking at patreon you have i mean you were a busy guy you were working on a ton of different stuff for 13th age both in-house with pelgrain and then kind of uh with third-party content but looking at your your patreon and just seeing what you've been posting on google plus May it rest in peace. It's not uh, dead yet. You've got this broad scope <laughs> of all of these different components and parts and classes and adventures that you're doing for 13th Age. Why such a broad scope? And how do people, do you, are your patrons able to like vote on what's going on? Can you kind of give us an insight into the method behind the madness? Yeah, sure, sure. Um, so it's, uh, it's kind of what Rob calls my everything all the time approach but ultimately i create what appeals to me and i like a lot of different stuff so i, I write a lot of different stuff uh back when i was doing writing shards for broken sky which is oh, five six years ago now uh one of the reasons why shards for broken sky still isn't out is but i wrote so much for it and there was so many different things which which you will have now seen in different books uh, a lot of uh, a lot of loot harder is say a good 75 percent of that is from the back of shard so there was a there was a lot of trimming down and i i I like to give people i I like to write books like uh but i would want to but i want to buy i want to read and when i when i buy a book i want to open it up and i want to see magic items and i want to see new class and i want to see adventures and i want to see uh random table i love random tables Mm -hmm. uh random tables i i don't often use them but they're just great for sparking ideas so there's there's a little bit of everything for ev- a little bit of everyone on the patreon so uh if you like classes then we've got new classes i've already put out the terror mask which is a it's a mo- uh halloween themed movie slasher killer class so there's uh there's a lot of uh, disappearing and reappearing behind someone where they b- think you're gone and, and <laughs> the, 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 the classic horror movie tropes 
uh, and uh, the Incarnator class, which is all about uh, uh, spirits and binding spirits. And it's not so much a summoner class as it's a uh, I've captured spirits, I've defeated monsters, I've absorbed their essences, and now I am. I, I have kind of you know you, you you get started as an incarnator by you know being at somebody's death and you absorb their soul or you you defend your village from a monster and its blood drips into your mouth and you get a bit of its spirit a bit of its soul inside you and the one which is coming out in November is the illusionist uh, which is going to be a lot of fun uh, you get to use illusions you get to uh, cast spells from other classes. Uh, but the spells are illusionary versions of the spell. So it's not, it's not so much, you know, fireball. It's fireball that's not really there. And mm-hmm. people might might disbelieve the fireball, but they might not. And then you're dealing psychic damage uh, instead of fire damage. So it's uh, it's a nice fun class, and that's coming out this month, November. We've also got uh, Unexplored Arcana, which is a thing that happens every month with this uh, Patreon. And uh, every month it's new rules. So there's uh, character motifs was uh, one of them, which is a little bit like backgrounds, but a, but with a bit more teeth, a little bit beefier. Uh, mm. So you can say, oh, my character's a noble. And then you have uh, rules regarding nobility and nobles and servants. But it's, it's a self-contained little rule set that you apply to your character. And anybody who's not a noble doesn't need to worry about that. And you can go, oh, I'm a, I'm a pirate. I'm a, uh, a merchant. I'm a, I'm an alchemist. I'm a, whatever. And you you get to add these to your character. Uh, one which just came out was uh, new racial powers. Mm. Okay. Uh, that was uh, unexplored arcana uh, for November. And so when you're a human, yeah, you can get the quick fight, but you could also get something like uh, ubiquitous where you are uh when when you when you roll up to a new town you can go ah i'm a human humans are kind of everywhere let's let's see if i can get some extra health and you can you can turn your um you can turn your fours and fives into fives and sixes but it's it's with humans uh so you have to go to humans for help and sometimes there'll be something else that comes up with that uh or uh the alternate racial for halfling is is savage where you can be a savage teeth filed down into points uh piranha of the forest halflings um (laughs) where you get to you know you so so it's uh new spins on existing classes uh and there's also uh cultural feats so if you don't if you feel like you know maybe your genetics shouldn't determine your destiny uh, you can take the cultural feats and you can take more cultural feats uh, rather than taking racial powers. Uh, there's also um, uh, there's, there's some really nice stuff for half-elves in this one as well, where if you're a half-elf, you can decide to go, okay, well, I'm I'm half-elf, uh, I'm half-dark-elf, half, half, uh, half, half dwarf. And then you, you get to play around with uh, with that. Uh, every month, I also put out something called the Grim Grimoire. Every month, there's a new um, uh, a new collection of spells. Uh, each month has a theme. Each month, they're all alliterative. So first month was A, next month, 
B, next month, C, A was uh, A is for acid, B was for bones. Uh, this month is uh, C is for charms and changes. So, uh, and courtly romance. So each each month, the Grim Grimoire has a small section on, well, here's where these spells came from. And mm. here's a tome that relates to these spells. And then here's, here's a dozen spells. You get an at-will spell, you get uh, nine daily spells, and you get a couple of utility spells in there as well. Uh, each month, I put out a touch of class, which is a... It's new class talents for each of the core classes, and sometimes some non-core classes, some some uh, thirteen true ways classes or some classes that uh, that have appeared elsewhere. Uh, so you get to, uh, and each month has a has a theme. So the first month was uh, spirit talents to go along with the incarnator class, which came out uh, in September. Uh, the next month, uh, October, was uh, trick and treat, trick and treat. And that was you have fighters trick. Uh, uh, what was it? Rangers had uh, free weapon fighting, where you can uh, be fighting with two weapons, but then you've got a, a like a tiny dagger up your sleeve and you can flick it out at someone. Uh, so it's a uh, it's a bunch of new class talents for uh, for each class. And this month is it's about time, and it's uh, a load of talents that have to do with changing initiative orders. Uh, we've tried to get through things in a timely, timely manner, and uh, so yeah, each each month is with this Patreon. Each patron gets a load of new talents. Uh, each month, I put out a new adventure. So the first month was Dreadmire and the Thing in the Well, uh, which was a harvest themed adventure. In October was the Wizard of Ick, which was uh, a blast writing. <laughs> so it's a uh, I love uh, that comic strip. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, is, is there a comic strip for Wizard of Ick? Wizard of Id. Wizard of Id. Yes. Oh, yes, Bill Hart. Yeah. Yes, Wizard of Id. Uh, so, Wizard of Ick is a, uh, he's a halfling wizard uh, who has, uh, he plans to take over the world, and he has uh, produced this plague which makes turns people into vomit zombies you know the zombies just stumble around and then vomit on people and so the the player characters roll into this halfling village and they're they're traveling along this road that's made of yellow bricks and uh uh there's a there's a wicked witch and some flying monkeys and uh yeah uh, my son was uh so so every every thursday uh, i run a game for my son his group and he's uh, he's eight and his friends are all all eight, some of their parents as well. But the parents were really into it, and uh, my son was like, oh, "Daddy, do we do we have to do? Do you? Oh, you you love the Wizard of Oz so much. You you put it into our game, but we, we don't we don't want to. Can we can we just get through this bit without doing any more Wizard of Oz stuff?" And I'm like, "Okay, okay." He's like, "So, so, Daddy, what what do we have to do again to cure the zombie virus?" And I'm like, "You have to find a toad that's yellow, and uh, it's a little bit." ill-looking this toad and you have to swallow it he's like swallow the yellow sick toad yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh so this month's adventure is the caves of steel uh which is a crashed uh crashed spaceship it's a uh so you you go there and everybody is like oh yes this is the palace of the gods and it came down three or four generations ago it crashed out of the sky it, it destroyed these two cities and now 
one of the cities is inhabited by monks and the monks are all you know they're they're wandering around wearing bits of circuit board and bits of control panel around their necks as mm-hmm. kind of holy ephods and so you get to uh investigate this crashed uh, starship uh and you're going along and it's it's the first one it's the first uh escort mission but i've i've done with 13th page so each room each section has a uh, table uh which says uh gilda the wizard uh she's uh she's you know you rolled a five or gilda gilda pokes her head into a bit of machinery to figure out what it does and now she's stuck in there or gilda trips and falls into a pool of water the water is fine but gilda can't swim or gilda decides to figure out what this thing does by poking at its buttons so each section you go into gilda the wizard creates uh creates new problems for the party and each section you go to you're interacting with uh technology from beyond the stars which you know your characters don't really know what this stuff is so you're like oh it's a it's a room full of ghosts they're, they're saying something to us this ghost says something to us and uh so they make and it's it's basically the emergency medical hologram from uh from star trek of the so you know they, they go up to the emergency medical hologram and you know what what are they what are they going to say to him how is he going to interpret it is he going to try and treat them bearing in mind that he's been you know he's malfunctioning anyway and a lot of the technology in here is malfunctioning um and there's uh, there's a lot of interesting things to loot a lot of strange and unusual things to see uh, a load of fun stuff to interact with uh, and each each adventure also comes with a, a small mini setting i suppose so with uh, the thing in the well was this small town of dreadmire uh, the wizardovic has a couple of halfling villages and the surrounding region uh, the steel caves has uh has a a whole city uh, that comes along with that and uh so each each every time your gm gets an adventure from me he's also or she's also they're also getting a sort of mini slice of a setting uh which is uh is a setting called free abanda uh so once i got up to 500 dollars a month from this patron patreon i said i would uh start releasing the setting that we play with at home and so this is coming this month in november i'm going to start you know putting out the maps of that start detailing that uh for patrons and also each month so far i put out uh extra surprise stuff i, I didn't intend this at the beginning but I talk like a pirate day i put out an extra set of uh talents the first month was spirit talents for a touch of class but then it was an extra touch of class ah surprise mateys <laughs> uh and then uh last month was uh relics of the grand master which was a uh monk magic item set which was uh really interesting writing that because a uh, uh, a patron actually said hey could i could i send you some extra money and you do some extra stuff and i was like yeah sure so she uh, she wanted that as a, a gift for somebody in her group and uh, so that's got a uh a, some really interesting mechanics and the more items from this set you attune to Things happen in your life which reflect the life of the former icon that's associated with with these uh, these magic items, and each magic item has a has a secret power that can be unlocked by acting like like this uh, uh, lost icon. So you 
meet an enemy and turn them into an ally, then then you unlock a power. If you uh, if you trust someone you've got no reason to trust and your trust is rewarded, then it unlocks a power from one of the items. I mean, that's a great rundown of just the first three months of Patreon. There's so much there. Yeah, I'm looking at your side. There's a lot of stuff here. So with all this, how how do you decide what to create? Is it is it fan-fed or is this just all bouncing around inside your mind? Sometimes it's what's bouncing around inside my mind. Sometimes it's fan-fed. Uh, sometimes something just appeals to me and I'm like, yeah, it's, it's talk like a pirate day. I forgot about that. I'll, I'll do something special for that. Yeah, but sometimes it's whatever appeals to me. Sometimes I have a plan. Sometimes plan changes. Uh, so the plan for November was going to be uh, the fires at midnight. That was going to be the adventure. And the fires at midnight was going to be, and I have this nebulous idea that the players would have to shoo the goat that the God of lightning rides. And in order to, get the metal to shoe the goat they would have to go on a quest and there would be some sort of giant tree which was the entrance to a dungeon and, a, and, and it never quite gelled and i was just fiddling around drawing maps and i was like oh hold on hold on i could i could draw a spaceship map, like a crash spaceship oh okay yeah so this month's adventure crash spaceship um so yeah that's uh it's whatever appeals to me. Uh, but the uh, people at the iconic tier, the, the top tier, each month I pick somebody from there, and I say, "What, what class would you like?" And that determines what new class I create uh, for the following month. Uh, so the illusionist, somebody said, "Hey, yes, I, I want an illusionist, and I, I want it to be like this." I'm like, "Okay, that's what it is for the uh, terror mask." Uh, somebody was like, yes, I, I really like Halloween slasher movies. I want something that's like Jason Voorhees or Freddy Krueger. So that's that's what they got. So iconic uh, level backers. Each month I pick somebody entirely at random. I just roll a dice, look down a list, and that's the person. Uh, yeah, so it, it's uh, each, each of the tiers is a little bit different uh at each tier you get uh each backer tier each patron tier you get everything that everybody from the lower tiers got so at the uh very lowest tier the five dollar tier the adventurer tier uh you get any extra stuff i put out that month you get uh the adventure and the mini setting and the adventures run to about 40 pages so it's it's similar to the to the content i was putting out with the 13th age organized play program but a little bit more focused. It doesn't really mention the uh, the icons of the 13th age setting, uh, partly because uh, that's Fire IP mm -hmm. and not uh, Archmage uh, Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but but and, so at, at the lowest level, it's a 40 page adventure for five bucks a month. 40 page adventure plus a touch of class. So it's all those new talents. For every class, well, all the core classes, plus maybe a couple of extras, plus the uh, free abandon setting. So you're getting three or four things each month. Uh, at the next tier up, the champion tier, uh, you get the grim grimoire as well. Uh, the next tier up, the epic tier, you get the unexplored arcana as well. So it's new racial powers, new races, new rules. So if, if anybody 
on my Patreon, it says to me, you want to uh, do a, 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 a set of rules about, I don't know, grenades, laser guns, uh, riding dinosaurs, then that's probably going to show up in an unexplored arcana, uh, dinosaurs and grenades or something. And then the highest tier is uh, the iconic tier, and they get uh, the iconic classes as well as everything else. So they get these new classes released to them every month. Uh, so that's, um, I think each tier is a is a good deal. You're getting a lot at each tier. Uh, the mm-hmm. higher tiers obviously uh, get a lot more. And I'm I'm kind of surprised because uh, I see a lot of other patrons which are you know give give me one dollar a month, and the highest tier is like give me five dollars a month. But I I started mine with you know five dollars a month, and the highest tier I kind of tier at twenty five dollars a month. And people were, uh, and I, was, I was expecting, oh, I'll never get anybody at the Iconic tier, $25 a month. And people are, are really keen to get new classes, uh, are really excited to support me. I really want to thank uh, all my patrons. Uh, they have, uh, they've been great. And uh, I look forward to creating wild and crazy stuff from every month from now into uh, perpetuity. Well, I, this brings up a, an interesting question. Um, do you plan on collecting any of this and putting it out, say, on drive through or through a website or a print-on-demand sort of thing? Yes, yes, I do. Because um, uh, a lot of people have said, "Hey, I, I joined in. I joined in October. I joined in November. Can I can I get the stuff that's in the past?" Uh, my response has always been, "Yes." But also, I want to give a good deal to the people who are right. patrons and have been patrons for a while. I don't want to just give stuff away that they they had to pay for. Um, so yes, I will collect this stuff into um, into a book or two. Uh, the Grim Grimoire. I'm going to wait until I've gone through all letters of the alphabet. So in twenty, if, if this goes out in January, it will be twenty months from January. You'll <laughs> be getting a Grim Grimoire collection. Uh, the touch of class and the iconic classes I'll probably round up into smaller things. Uh, the adventures. Uh, so my plan is to do four adventurer tier adventures, uh, adventures uh, four champion tier adventures, and four epic tier adventures each year. So what I'll do is I'll probably put together, the, at the end of January, I'll put together the four adventurer tier adventures and put those out as a product and then at the end of towards the end of spring i'll be putting out the champion ones and and so forth so next october i will have released three adventure collections yeah the the unexplored arcana i'll probably roll that up into a book and that might that might be with a touch of class okay you get you get new stuff so yeah uh, and the iconic class is a book so um i haven't figured out the details on all of those yet but that will be happening awesome so uh looking back on everything that you've made so far what would you say that you are most proud of Ooh, um that's an interesting question so i once i've once i've produced something i tend not to look back on that because then i'm uh but i'm onto the next thing I, i'm instantly off writing my next thing or doing uh very rarely do i do i have a day off where i'm not writing stuff uh i would say the one that i'm most proud of so far would have to be the wizard of ick purely because it got my son to roll his eyes so dramatically and uh and he was like oh daddy 
we better not meet a lollipop guild. I don't want to meet that. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was good because it was it, it was it was horrifically funny or funnily horrific. One of one of the characters got cursed by Baba Yaga. Um, she's the wicked witch in this. So she's not actually referred to by name. We just call her the old one. But my son was like, "Oh yeah, that's that's Baba Yaga. I know who Baba Yaga." So. Um, she got cursed and got turned into a chicken, which is one of the things that can happen in uh, The Wizard of Ick. And there are rules for playing a chicken adventurer where you, uh, so you, you're like, I guess I'm doing the rest of this adventure as a chicken. Okay, well, and then so you get a little set of rules for you're a chicken now, you're a chicken adventurer. Well, we have uh, duck races. You know, how, how different can a chicken be? <laughs> <laughs> and uh so uh they they ended the adventure and i was like so do you guys want to like uh, you know there's the option here to turn back and she's like no no i don't want to turn back i'm 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 happy being a chicken i'm <laughs> i'm gonna be the world's greatest chicken adventurer so they have, the party's now adventuring with a chicken and they're taking her to a place uh to the steel caves where they they believe that they can find a cure for her and uh they're just getting into a ton of trouble because they're traveling around with a talking chicken and so they, they stopped at this tavern and in this mostly human some halfling kind of town doesn't really get a lot of outsiders and uh the uh the person at the tavern was all like uh so you're you're traveling with a a steelborn a a, a, a metal person uh, are they your uh, are they are they are they your property? What's going on here? And he's like, oh no no no, they're not my property. But look at this talking chicken, guys! And so the tavern owner starts calling people in, and he's like, hey hey, come to my tavern tonight. There's a talking chicken at my tavern. And then uh, all these people offering to buy the talking chicken. The talking chicken uh, gets kidnapped in the night by hungry and- halflings. Sorry, no, no. Uh, the, uh, it was it was the tavern owner. The tavern oh. owner was like, "Oh, I don't care about these guys. They can leave town, but I want to keep talking chicken. Talking chicken's great. Bring so much business to my tavern." And uh, so they <laughs> they're, they're searching all around town for this talking chicken. The talking chicken's back in the tavern, in the kitchen, in a cage. Uh, it's wooden cage that they set up for this talking chicken, and. Uh, talking chicken is like she's like oh, i'm gonna get out of here i'm gonna get out of it and starts wobbling her cage over this table <laughs> and ends up but cage and the chicken ends up falling into this pot of brewing <laughs> and they get back to the tavern in time to rescue the chicken from the cage in the pot of boiling water at which point for tavern keeper she's like uh, I, I don't know what's up, all about it i i'm out of here bye and runs out into the street of a chicken chases the, the tavern owner down uh, climbs up on her back plucks her eyes out, pecks her to death um, this has attracted quite a crowd um, the chicken all this time is screaming and talking uh, and and uh, the crowd has now gathered round uh, the chicken's like um, I am a messenger of the god of birds and this person sinned against the god of birds this is a god you haven't heard anything about before but uh, it's a totally real god I'm like, okay. Uh, Not making well, this up. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, just, okay. Roll, roll charisma. Yeah, roll it. 
like natural 20. <laughs> the townsfolk are like, yeah, I've got a birds. How do we serve <laughs> So, yeah. Well, no wonder um, she wants I, to stay the chicken. I, I, I love it when... Um, I, I love it when I, I write a thing and then I get to see it in use and I'm getting to see it in use uh, with my son's home group. Mm -hmm. and uh, So yeah, that's the thing I'm, I'm most proud of so far is that I got to, to write something which spiraled out of control in, in such a way. I, I love hearing back from, from other people who've, uh, who've played through one of my adventures and they're like, oh yeah, with this... I, I I went to the Lich King's. Uh, we we stole his crown and we did this thing. And you know, from back in the uh, the organized play adventures, I, I still have people come up to me and go, "Oh yeah, we uh, uh, we did this quest in the cathedral and we met this we met this bear and it was a talking bear and and it was served the god of bees and honey and uh, the god was called called Caffle and I'm like, yeah, okay, and it's it's great just. Hearing out. So I think I think of all things I've written for this so far, the Wizard of Ick is uh, is my favourite, but merely because that's the last one which uh, which I touched. I'm, I'm I'm sure if you ask me that question again in a month's time, I will tell you the Steel Caves because such and such thing happened. Well, very cool. Well, uh, again, if you guys are listening and you haven't checked it out, Ashes Patreon at five bucks a month, you're getting well over forty pages, and it just goes up from there. So go over to, uh, we'll have a link in the show notes so that you can go over to Ash's Patreon and check it out for yourself. Mm -hmm. And Ash, just as a thank you, uh, Ash is one of our iconic, we, we actually picked the same tier names for both of our Patreons, and Ash is one of our iconic backers. So once a month, we're going to get together with him and play a game. So if you want to, to join Ash in a game of 13th Age, he will be at the iconic table once a month. Come on down. Yeah. All right, any final thoughts, gentlemen? Uh, uh, we talked a little bit about what the patrons are getting. What other goals do you have in store? So um, I set I set a couple of goals. Um, and the first goal I set was at... And I, I never expected to make these goals at all. And the first goal was $200 a month. And if I did that, everybody would get new talents for each class, which is where the, the touch of class thing comes from. Uh, so... That one was reached, and then at five hundred dollars a month, I thought, ah, "There's no way, there's no way, five hundred dollars." But at five hundred dollars a month, uh, I'll release more contact content for the Shreya Bandar setting. And so, starting this month, starting November 2018, which by the time you listen to it will be the past. Hello from the past. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but starting. Uh, Starting this month, I will uh, put out new content for the Freer Bandar setting, which is a setting I started working on when I was 10, when I was 10, <laughs> uh, 30 years ago, I guess, uh, over 30 years ago. <clears throat> and uh, and that, that started out as a kind of, at, at the time, I there was a group of us at my... Uh, secondary school, high school, if you're in the US, which I think most of our listeners are. Mm -hmm. And it was a Christian high school, and all our parents were very Christian. So we couldn't actually play, we couldn't actually buy role playing games. Right. Uh, so, but we, we knew what they were. And so we 
we came up with our own. I got myself a, a D12. It was the only polyhedral dice I, I owned. Uh, somebody somebody happened to have a D12 and it, it came into my possession. They were like, oh yeah, I, I've got tons of dice because uh, they uh, transferred there from another school or their parents were less free. So I've got tons of dice. Here's a D12. I'm like, oh, okay. So I had this orange D12 and we all went up to my bedroom once or twice a week after school and we played game and there was my mate Glenn was Brother Bork who was, uh, who was a priest. We figured if, there, if anybody walked in and saw us play a game, we'd go, oh no, see, He's a priest. Yeah, he's a, he's like a monk. It's fine. It's fine. And uh, we're discussing the scriptures. <laughs> yeah. That's right. And my uh, my friend Richard, he was uh, I forget what his character began as, but he he found like a, a magic item and he ended up getting transformed into a magical suit of armor. And uh, it was it was black but not entire. it was so he, he became known as the darkish knight not <laughs> and so he was this animated suit of armor that that glenn's character brother bork would hide behind or sometimes inside uh during fights and uh they they wandered around this uh weird realm called Freer Banda, which uh now that i've now that i cast my mind back looks a little bit like the dragon empire map uh, not a lot, but they, they kind of wandered around this large island continent uh, with a huge lake in the middle and got into weird and wacky adventures. And uh, when it when it came time to start running games for my son, we, uh, we dusted off the old maps and we drew some new maps and uh, my son went round and named play. And it's it's great. Uh, playing with an playing with an eight year old geek because uh, he come and, and and sometimes I, I'd be like oh no that's that's too cliche I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put that in it and he's like no that's it's fantastic daddy we should have a land of dinosaurs and I'm like uh, okay what's it going to be called and he's like the Great Dino Expanse obviously daddy and I'm like, okay yeah we'll, we'll have a Great Dino Expanse what else is going to be there on that end of the map oh the Chasm of Chaos. I'm like, okay, uh, what else? Well, we play with girls. So there should be an island of fairies. And it's... <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, two of our players who have since moved to Ohio, they were very stereotypical, pink, mm. loving, sparkly girls. And they, they played a pair of rangers called Clever and Brave, who are cousins. And uh, they... Uh, so there's a pair of pink, sparkly, sequin girls sat at the table with their, you know, My Little Pony t-shirts and everything. And they're like, oh, yeah, we want to visit the land of the fairies and kill them all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I play 13th Age with my son, who's six, and he is currently running me through a couple of dungeons that he has built called Gods of the Death. And uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. God, sorry, gods of the death. Gods of the death, and there's there are multiple of them, and we are going through uh, each of their dungeons. My son, my son is a little Cthulhu cultist, and uh, <laughs> I'm the only I'm the only guy at our at our our 
local church who has had to explain to children's church workers who Narlethotep was because my son was running around proclaiming that he was the avatar of Narlethotep and um, all should fear him. <laughs> oh, my son, when he was six, ran me through a dungeon that he had created and I hadn't I hadn't vetted this and he, he ran this for uh, for me and another couple of grown-ups uh, who play 13th Age. And so we're, we're, it's a standard, you know, oh, somebody's, somebody's been kidnapped, you have to go get them back. So we're, we're, we're near the end of the dungeon and you're like, oh, you stepped in the wrong place, daddy. Oh, the entire party is teleported away. And I'm like, where, where are we teleported away to? And we were teleported away to a, uh, a disco club uh, with all these, <laughs> all these fountains and all these dancing skeletons who attacked us. I'm like, what, what's, what's the deal with all these fountains? And, uh, my friend Em, she has all these uh, dungeon mini tile slot together system. And so he got out all the fountains. And I'm like, what's with, what's with all the fountains, Martin? He's like, oh, if you die here, you have to stay here forever, Daddy. And it's really bad. Why is, why is it really bad? He's like, this is the hell of the piss fountains, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody around the table. Well, I think I think that is a perfect place to end this episode. <laughs> Ash, seriously, thank you for just coming on and giving some insight into your Patreon. It sounds amazing, and I know that I know that we're we're talking about backing it as iconic and and going through that. And I hope that it continues to do super well for you, and that we can have you on again to talk more 13th age yes as always it's been a blast uh being on iconic please if you're listening to this go back my patreon also go back uh the iconic podcast patreon and uh yes i i look forward to being back soon and also playing with you guys yes uh, we'll uh we'll hook up i will have i will have that information for you uh no later than tomorrow morning uh on awesome. the time we're gonna do it i'm gonna run it on fantasy grounds uh we'll do a google hangout session and just well, Ash, thank you so much, and uh, I look forward to seeing what else comes out of the uh, the Patreon. Okay. I, I look forward to making more stuff on the Patreon. I will see you soon. Excellent. Bye. Okay. Remember, you can support the show by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash iconic podcast, or you can use our Amazon referral link, which is found in the show notes, to do online shopping. Well, you've been listening to the Iconic Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, you can contact us at iconicpodcast at gmail.com or call and leave a voicemail at 720-924-1706. And be sure to check out iconicpodcast.com for news, updates, and new episodes. Thanks for listening.